0: Oh, hello. I am Matt Williamson, and it is Friday. I am going to Harrisburg for my daughter's volleyball tournament this weekend, but I might record one from the, uh, from the hotel room for you guys for Monday morning, get ahead of things, uh, especially if some news breaks on Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, maybe some Steeler cuts or things of that nature, because things are really heating up here. By this time next week, we'll have several days of free agency in the books, probably have 50 moves around the league, including, I would assume, a couple by the Steelers. So, this is going to be a short podcast, but this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> and it's one of the things I look forward to every year is Football Outsiders, footballoutsiders.com. They've been doing it for a very long time. I cite them often. They're adjusted games lost numbers come out and it came out this morning and what that means is how injured were all 32 teams i think this is really important i think they're the best at doing anything of that this, this sort they've been doing it for a long time injuries as you know are you know one of the probably the worst thing about the game you know i mean about this sport it's unfortunate you know the durability you know the ability to play a full season you know, war of attrition. Niners lose their quarterbacks in the in the championship game. You know, there's absolutely luck involved. So, what you learn though is maybe the teams that were super injured were better football teams than their record indicated when it was all said and done. And maybe they're primed for a bounce back. Maybe teams that were super uh, healthy. We're a little lucky and it's very unlikely to, you know, keep going year after year. So I'm not going to go through every team in the league, but let's start with the most injured teams in the league. So the Broncos. The Broncos narrowly beat out the Rams as the most injured team in the league. They put a score here that's 148.6 versus 146.6 which doesn't really mean anything to me. I don't really care about the scores. But what they said was they the Broncos were the champ, the worst, whatever. They were the most injured team, narrowly surpassing the Los Angeles Rams. The Titans were third, but there was a huge gap between them. Broncos and Rams were far and away the most injured teams in the league. Tennessee was third. So that adds up. I mean, does that mean Russell Wilson would have been a better player? No, but a lot of things went wrong around him. His O-line, Tim Patrick, Hamler, Javante Williams. And I'm not making mistakes with the guy. He was pretty bad. But the Rams were a fragilely built team as well. We know they're very stars and scrubs oriented. And what's crazy about the Rams is if during the McVay era, they've been the healthiest team in the league time and time again. Now, were they lucky for and then everything kind of hit the fan this year? Maybe. Maybe they're a little better at it than others. I mean, maybe their sports science department or the way they train is 2% better than the Joe Average team. I don't know. But it all crashed and burned for the Rams this year. And now they're in their total rebuild. I mean, side note, it looks like I think there's a chance that they trade Ramsey, Stafford, maybe even Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. So they got, a, they got a trophy out of it. Their way of doing things worked. Bronco's maybe they're poised for a little bit of a bounce back. You know, I mean, if you can be average in terms of health, you know, that would go a long way. And Wilson played a little bit better down the stretch. So those are the most injured teams. Let's just give you like the top five here, the bottom five. Denver was the most injured team, followed by the Rams. They were far and away the worst. Tennessee, Arizona, Tampa Bay. I mean, I think all those teams, most of us had much higher expectations preseason. I mean, people were talking about Denver as a playoff team. Think like about when the season opened. well, oh, Russell Wilson's there. He's going to complete the team. Rams were coming off, you know, Super Bowl-type aspirations. Tennessee was the number one seed the year before in the AFC. Arizona was horrible this year, but people thought they were more of a 500 team coming into the year. Tampa's been really, really strong for the Brady era and much like the Rams that crashed and burned this year. So those were the five most injured teams or yeah, followed by Detroit, the Giants and the Ravens. The Ravens were hit really hard this year. They ended up being 25th and I want to see who else in the division shows up here. Cleveland was the 13th healthiest. So they were pretty fortunate all in all. Cincinnati was the 10th, Healthiest, So they were pretty fortunate overall. And Cincinnati's been pretty injury-free during these last two years, which has been a big part of, you know, their success. I'm not saying they're lucky or, you know, paper champions or anything like that. But um, it's interesting, too, about Baltimore is last year, 2021 season, they set Football Outsiders record for most injured team ever. <laughs> So, to give you some, I don't, again, the numbers don't mean anything to me, but Baltimore score, the bigger is the worst, the more injuries you've been. They were at 191.2 two years ago compared to 148.6. It was Denver this year. So, Denver was the most injured team in the league, but Baltimore was like 35 40% more injured than the most injured team in the league this year. Does that make sense? So… The 2021 Ravens were historically injured, crushed by injuries. So now we're going to talk about the other. Let me go to a quick break, get a sip of water, come back on the other side of things, because you're going to find this quite interesting. All right, we talked about teams that got killed by injuries, right? Well, who was on the other side of things? Pittsburgh Steelers were the least injured team in the league. They fin- Pittsburgh Steelers finished with a league low thirty two. You know, again, the numbers don't mean anything, and missed the playoffs. But the next four teams with the fewest AGL average games lost adjusted games lost did make the postseason. So. When you look at the teams that were healthiest, the Steelers were number one, the healthiest team in the league. And why I'm really harping on this is they're not going to be number one next year. I mean, it's just, they'll probably be 15th. They might be 25th. They might be 32. They might be fourth. But they probably are not going to be the healthiest team in the league. The Jags were second. The Eagles were third. Kansas City was fourth. Coincidence that they went to the Super Bowl? Probably not. Minnesota was fifth. Packers six, Indy seven as terms of the healthiest teams in the league. So that's great. You know, like I often talk about the Steelers O-line lack of injuries, continuity, but don't count on it happening again. You know what I mean? Like it's great that you stayed healthy, but it's not going to repeat itself, you know? So that's a, a big deal. You know I mean? So here's a couple other notes from the article. And I also want to talk about history from the Steelers too. So, the Rams had the biggest rise in injuries from 2021 to 2022. So fall from Super Bowl champions to a spot near the bottom of the league. You know, I mean, that was devastated. The Rams we talked about that before. The Ravens, as you would imagine, had the biggest drop in injuries compared to 2021. They were still 25th in injuries, but they were so injured in 2021 They were still noticeably, noticeably healthier this year than two years ago because two years ago hit them so hard. So if you're having this conversation last year, and this is a Ravens podcast, I'd be saying, guys, 2001 was brutal. You know, the Ravens are probably going to be middle of the league in terms of injury luck. You know, they're not going to be hit nearly as hard as this in 2021, ready for a big bounce back. And that kind of held true for the first half of the year, especially when Lamar was healthy. And then they got hit pretty hard by injuries again and were 25th again. So the last two years have been brutal on the Ravens. Um, So they also talked about some consistency here. So, um, So Denver has been in the bottom 10 for four straight years. Wonder why things aren't going as well there as people thought or coaches getting fired. It has a lot to do with it. Arizona has ranked 20th or worse, seven straight years. I mean, that's brutal. How about this? The Washington has ranked below 20th for nine straight years. They've been one of the 12 most injured teams for nine straight years. How about the Niners? Even worse. They've been 20th or worse, 10 straight years. They've had a lot of success over the last 10 years, but in the last 10 years, they have been amongst the 12 most injured teams every year, 10 years in a row. So on the other hand, who has been the healthy teams? Atlanta has been in the top 12, the best 12, the healthiest 12, seven in the last eight years. They haven't done much with it. Buffalo, has been above average. They've been in the top half of the league six straight years. Certainly helps, you know, with their success. Steelers. Steelers have been in the top 10, the top 10 healthiest teams for six of the last seven years. Is that going to keep up? Are they better at it than others? Maybe they're better at it than others, but it probably won't keep up. But that's a heck of a run. And I mentioned it before the Rams. They've been in the top 10 for six straight years before they just went in the toilet this year, health wise. So the McVeigh era was ridiculous for the Rams until this year, every year they were like really close to the top of the league in best case scenario here. So the other thing they did was offense versus defense. And later, I think next week, something like that, the, They're going to go every position. Who was most injured at running back, O-line, whatever. Doesn't interest me as much. I'm kind of just more interested in each side of the ball. So, the healthiest offenses in football last year were the Steelers number one by a very wide margin. Just think about it. I mean, they hardly lost anybody. Bills were two. Indy was three. Eagles were four. But the Steelers were far and away the healthiest team in the league on offense last year. Um, On defense, the Steelers came in 11th, you know, the 11th healthiest. So um, who was number one there? I can't find it off the top of my head. The Jets were the healthiest defense in the league. Last little nugget here, and this is Steelers related. So I'm just going to read this verbatim about how they summed this up with the Steelers. Finally, we have to point out the very tiny offensive AGL adjusted games loss put up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their starting lineup on offense missed two games all season. Two. Kenny Pickett was inactive with a concussion in week 15, and Pat Fryermuth was inactive with a concussion in week six. This is definitely one reason why the Steelers came out surprising 18th in offensive DVOA despite a rookie quarterback. So that absolutely is not going to hold up. You know, when I talk about things like they better get two more offensive linemen, and I don't think they need starters. They better get some other pass catcher. This is why, you know what I mean? I mean, they're not going to miss two offensive games all year with inactives. I mean, that's insane. So prepare accordingly. I mean, I've said a lot of good things about the Steeler offense, especially in the second half of the season. But remember, they were healthy while other offenses weren't, you know, so it's a big reason for their success. So that's a wrap. I thought that was extremely interesting and how it applied to the Steelers. I'm sure when we get back, we'll be talking a lot of free agents and all the movement around the league. So, over and out. See you.